welcome to the Voice of the River podcast. I'm Skye. And I'm Jordan. And today we are sitting down with a few members of Oyster River High School's production of Tracks, which is our one-act production. So should we start by having you guys introduce yourselves and you can say what role you're playing? Hi, I'm Cam and I'm, and I'm playing the businessman. I'm Sydney and I'm playing high school girl. So I think it's okay to talk about the fact that Jordan and I are also in this show just because we wanted Cam and Sydney on because neither of them have been to the One Act Festival and Jordan and I have been two years in a row now, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So in the show, I'm playing the lawyer. Um, and I'm playing the businesswoman. Cool. I think it'd be interesting if Cam and Sydney could kind of talk a little bit about the show and just, we don't want to give everything away, but maybe just let people know what the idea is behind the show. All right, so um, sort of, it's, a, it's about a bunch of people who end up on this one subway station and uh, they start talking and they realize they're all from different places. Like my character, the businessman, thinks he's escaping a mugging. Running through Central Park. And he's running through Central Park and then he cuts down to the subway station. Well, he starts talking to, like, the other characters, and he's like, oh, like, I ran through Central Park to get down to the subway, and then other characters are like, what do you mean Central Park? And everyone thinks they're in, it's all cities. Yeah, it's all... Well, except for Indiana. Yeah, it tends to be big cities until until the high school kids show up. Yeah. We're kind of like the outcasts of the whole group, because Mm -hmm. we come in later than everyone else, and for the most part, everyone's an adult or... A senior citizen, <laughs> and um, the high school boy and I are still in high school, and you know everyone else has their life figured out, sort of, and we're still in the part where we're trying to get into college and high school relationships are a little shaky. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the things that's so great about the show is everybody has a very clear um, story behind them. Right. So I, I have kids and. When we find out that I'm here in the subway, you know, I'm freaking out, like, where are my kids? What am I going to do? And everybody has one of those moments where they are trying to figure out, what does this mean? Why am I in a subway with all these different people? I mean, the coolest part of the show is definitely that all these people get to the subway, kind of have this panic attack. Why are you from a different place? How did we all get here? I don't remember getting here, this and that. And they realize from another girl that had already been in the station that they're all dead. Which is kind of, like, I don't know. When I heard about the show, I was like, how are we going to do this? Like, you know? Yeah. It's definitely had this big shock factor. Yeah. That you're like, what? Like, why are, how does that make any sense? Right. And the weirdest part is that that comes out in the first 10, page of the, 10 pages of the show. So then you have mm-hmm. another 30 pages where, like, where do, where do you go from there? So throughout the show, each of the characters kind of has a monologue to talk about what their life is in the past because a majority of the show is trying to figure out, are they going to hell or are they going to heaven? So what was it like working on these monologues and getting to know that character in a deeper way? I think it was it was difficult but also easy at the same time because I relate a lot to my character. She is the same age as me. She's um, in high school. And she's thinking about going off to college and having her own life and just the words that she uses in the monologue make a lot of sense to me. And I I just understand how she would feel if she was really a, a real person. And I think that's easy for me to connect. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, my characters was a bit more difficult to grasp, grasp just because I'm playing 
an older guy who's really in his late 40s, which I have no experience <laughs> with. So um, I, I, in shows, I tend to just stick around to my own age. Uh, that was the exception of Cuckoo's Nest. But, oh, um, right. well, you played an older guy in that, too. Yeah, so. not too much older, though. Yeah. He was, that could have been 20s. a lot of different, yeah. yeah. It could have been a lot of different ages. But it's just a difficult thing to grasp that suddenly when I have stage, I, I have two kids, right. and I've got all these bills to take care of, and... Caught in thinking about college for my oldest daughter, like I've, I never had to think about that until I had to become this businessman. I think it's interesting because Jordan, Cam, and Oliver, your characters all have kids, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to think. No one else talks about having kids, right? I don't think so. The old man mentioned oh, it, right? Okay, so how did you guys work with the fact that your kids aren't in the show, obviously? But I mean. The whole mentality of the show is, what are you leaving behind now that you've realized you're dead? How did the kids, how did having kids play into that as your character? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think my character, that is her number one priority Mm -hmm. in life. Um, And Mm -hmm. in my little monologue, I realized that, you know, I've been so busy with work that I haven't spent any time time with my kids in the past four years. And now, like, I'm gone. Like, they do not have me anymore. And I have to you know, trust that any work I did while I was still alive will carry them through the rest of their lives. They're both young and they talk about being in little league and just having that young mentality. So it's a lot of, Oh my gosh, this is, this is real. Like my kids that, you know, I supposedly have been raising for the past, you know, eight years of their life. Like that's not happening anymore. And it's it's this major loss that she's feeling. In the show, I think Jordan is definitely more focused on her children. Mm-hmm. But um, my my children only ever get mentioned once throughout the entire show. But I think it's and really interesting why your kids come up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it does get pretty interesting why they come up. Everyone has a monologue, and everyone's monologue, it's not really said to anyone. It's kind of... I don't know, I feel like when I'm giving my monologue, I'm obviously explaining it to the people on the subway station, but it's kind of for me to reflect, like, this is what I'm guilty about, and this is what I'm now dying with, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think, and I think everyone's monologues are that way. Like, you have your boyfriend that you're leaving behind, and you don't really, like, you kind of were struggling with wanting to break up with him anyways. You're leaving behind your kids, which you feel guilty about, and then you have this thing that you're pretty guilty about. Yeah, should I talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, um, so... in the script, it talks about a couple of days before I had died and got to this and gone to the subway. Um, I was I had pretty much stolen twenty five thousand dollars, and um, I, you know, felt yeah for for my for my oldest daughter because she's going to college in a year and with tuition being what it is. No, <laughs> um, speaking as well. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I and my character feels awful about it, so he sends it back. Um, but the lawyer doesn't let me hear the end of it. Yeah, and although you know that is a real thing, people worrying about money for college and being like a parent in that situation, wanting to provide for their kids. Um, it's interesting to see how you know he he does end up turning the money back over before he dies. But that guilt of oh my gosh, I stole twenty five thousand dollars from my company. Yeah you know, will go with him for the rest of eternity in a way yeah. because, you know, that's that's what he just left. Right. And what I, what I try to do on stage is um, when I don't have a lot of lines, 
I'll sort of pull out my wallet, mm -hmm. um, look at the ATM receipt that I had, and um, just that's how I'm trying to convey that I'm thinking about my family and my kids. Definitely. I think that's also a really important part of the play is that we're all from very different places and we all have very different lives, but in ways we all connect on some different level. Like I never directly speak to the businessman, but the fact that he has um, a daughter who's going into college that's the exact same thing that I'm going through. And, you know, I can sort of feel his pain. And then I also um, sort of go to the businesswoman for comfort because mm -hmm. she's a great mother who loves her kids. And I just feel like she could be a mom figure with me because I'm still 17 and I still need someone to be there for me. Yeah. I think I'm definitely, I think I definitely uh, on stage see you as kind of my daughter because you're about the same Aww, age that's nice. but uh, I, th I think i think it was definitely written that way and i think i've tried to interpret it a way that conveys that the same with um the same with gabby i the feel homeless like girl, yeah because yeah. yeah. homeless girl's only a few years older than my oldest daughter mm -hmm. i think um something that i noticed for, right when we first got the scripts and hadn't even started rehearsals what was in the back of the script it lists the one prop that each character brings with them mm -hmm. and it's very specific about what each person brings so Jordan as the businesswoman brings her phone and it's clear that she's like always on her phone and very busy and too occupied with, with her life you you bring the jacket so you bring your yeah. boyfriend's varsity jacket Cam's character has the wallet uh, from wallet. the mugging and mm -hmm. my character has the briefcase with the files from the case that I feel guilty about. So I think it's very interesting that, like, they wrote it so that you can only bring one thing with you, and that's what you're feeling guilty about. Like, yeah. the professor brings his ring because he had an affair. And, you know, I think it's, I, I kind of wish we had gone more into that in rehearsals because I think that's a really interesting piece of it. Exactly, yeah. I never thought of that. That's really yeah. important. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, because then Oliver, like Jordan's asking for a phone, and Oliver's character doesn't even have one with yeah. him. So I think that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So what has your biggest struggle been in this show? And we should start with you, Sydney, since this is the first speaking role you've done and the first show at Oyster River. Well, this was my first ever role mm -hmm. that had a good amount of lines because in middle school I would be in the musicals but not like – anything important <laughs> but BMS represents yeah <laughs> this was the first um part that I was in that I feel like I made an impact on and me being in it playing the role that I am is important to the story mm -hmm. and I think just connecting not only with everyone that's playing the characters but connecting with the characters themselves as well was kind of difficult but also like fun to do because you have to you have to figure out who people are and you have to learn about them just the way like you would in real life you have to do that with the characters and so I feel like it's good that on stage we're all comfortable with each other and we wouldn't be afraid to say like hey this happened, maybe you should try this. Yeah. And, like, we're all very comfortable with each other, and I think that's something that really helps when this is the first show that I've ever done. 
awesome. And one thing that I'm that I'm glad I really got into is um, in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oliver Philbrick and I um, got a pretty good stage presence together, and um, I it was difficult at first to work it in so we could keep having these on stage moments, um, even though we barely talked to each other um, in the in the lines. But uh, we, wor- we worked it in more, and we have more time. We're kind of mumbling in the background together. I think with Cuckoo's Nest, it seemed like the patients were on stage a huge majority mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah. And being the nurse, I got to go on and off all the time, which I didn't realize how lucky I was to be able to do that. Because now this show, I come on and I don't leave until the curtain goes down, which is really yeah. kind of scary because you, like, you can't go off stage and get water, check your script, and make sure you're in the right place. So... I think we've, like Sydney said, we're all really relying on each other, which is awesome. It's a huge ensemble piece, but I always love seeing Cam and Oliver doing all their improv stuff because it adds. Because this show, if it's not done right, it could be really boring. And I think we've worked really hard because we know that's a fear that it could be. So I think if there's a scene with only two people, everyone else is still on stage. So it's really important to have people like Cam and Oliver that are able to keep it interesting in other places. Yeah, and we might also all be dead, but you also, uh, at some point, need to think about the fact, um, does this look sort of like a real subway station? Mm. Just because we're still in that, our characters are still in that mindset that we're on a subway station, at least for, I'd say, the beginning half. Yeah. Yeah. At least 30 pages. Yeah, 30 pages. And I think it's something where a lot of the time when you're playing a role, you want to be more dramatic and you want to be like bigger than yourself because you're on stage and like you're talking for a lot of people. But I think with this show, we are all so ordinary. And that's been something I know I've been struggling with because I'm used to playing characters that are like bigger and more dramatic. But we're just regular people. It's been really weird going from Martini, who right. had <laughs> schizophrenia. So I was doing things I would never do on a regular basis. Running to, around on the floor. Exactly. <laughs> and then going from that extreme to... Just a normal, back mother. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Woman. That does her job and takes care of her kids. It's just it was such an extreme that mm-hmm. at first I was like, oh my gosh, what yeah. do I do with myself on stage? Like that's just insane. But I think it's been great also mm-hmm. having that big dynamic switch. You wouldn't think that playing such an ordinary character would be harder than playing mm-hmm. someone like Martini, but I think in a lot of ways a character like that is easier because you can just go to the extreme and run with it. But I think. I, I didn't expect this show to take as much character work as it has, but I think we've yeah. all done a really nice job with building up those characters. Agreed. And just in the first read-through, that was yeah. mm-hmm. that gave a lot of help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right now there is not a community performance set for the one act, but we're really hoping that we'll be able to do that so that everyone will be able to see the show. But the point of the one act is to go to the festival where basically what we're going to do is perform our show and then watch, like, eight other schools Think perform about their shows and it's basically a competition and it's not a competition though it's a festival <laughs> oh i'm it's sorry a it's a festival but there are winners at the end that are going to move on to the next round of festival yeah so cam and sydney you guys have n- neither of you have been to festival right nope. what are you looking forward to it sounds like they're um that people have some pretty good times at the festival yeah you definitely bond as a group um and it's so fun to see your friends and people you've grown to really enjoy, you know, go out there, have the time of their lives, and then, like, watch other groups perform and mm-hmm. make some great friendships as well. I think festival's really fun. I think it's a cool opportunity to meet other kids 
that share the exact same interest as you. Yeah. Because, That's what I was excited yeah, for. Yeah, because we're going to do, the way it works is there's blocks, and there will be three shows, and each show is like 30 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And then we go, and you're randomly assigned to, what do they call it, a forum? Mm-hmm. And so it, there might be like two kids from your cast, and then two kids from every other cast. So you're already then meeting a ton of people, and you discuss all the shows. And I never really knew, like... Are kids going to take this seriously? Are they going to goof off? And kids really care and, like, will go into detail on each of the shows, which, um, I mean, when we performed our show and then got feedback from other students on that, I think that was awesome. Yeah, it's so rewarding to Mm -hmm. see all your hard work and effort um, be performed and then talked about because people want to know, like, why did you do this? Or, you know, I really liked how you did this, but talk more about that so you get the the behind-the-scenes look at all the shows. I think, um, I, yeah, I was definitely most excited about seeing other people my age perform yeah. because I've done a lot of extracurricular activities through growing up, but I've always sort of been drawn to performing arts in general because I, I would play sports, but I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Like acting and singing. And everything, singing's not in this, but <laughs> it's just something that I love to do. And, like, seeing a bunch of other people who yeah. who love as much, who love acting as much as I do, it's just, you feel, like, comfortable with Definitely. it. Definitely, yeah. You feel like you're meant to be there. I completely agree. So Lauren is writing an article about the One Act, so definitely go check that out if you want some more information. And she will have the results of our competition, sorry, festival, which is <laughs> Saturday. Um, and we hope after that we will be able to do a community showing. So thanks, Cam and Sydney, for coming in today. And thank you guys for listening to our podcast. <laughs>